Welcome to season one of the Empowered Half Hour Overcome and Thrive with Becca Powers. This is for you, the big dreamer, goal getter, quota crusher, business builder. If you find yourself looking for more, but need a little bit of inspiration, motivation, and empowerment to do so, you are in the right place. For centuries, we as humans have found the way to move forward in our lives through hearing the tales of other people's stories. And that's what we have in store for you today. So if you sit back, listen, I encourage you to find where you find yourself in the story of today's guest so that you can make the changes you've been looking for. And with that, it's officially tea time. Let's get started. I am so excited to share this week's episode of the Empowered Half Hour with you with our guest, Stacey Shipman. She's an event MC, singer, writer, and she is just a woman of many gifts and talents. But the thing that is so fascinating about this episode is that it didn't start off that way. She talks, she shares her story, which is very vulnerable. And I think so many of you will relate to it. So I don't want to give her story away. I want you to tune in for that. But I do want you to know some of the takeaways that you will get from this episode. One is you might hear how you're accidentally hiding your gifts and qualities and how that could be leading to fatigue and exhaustion. So you're going to want to listen to that. And then two, Stacey has done the work. Personal transformation is no joke, and she shares a bunch of just ahas and really uplifting messages throughout the podcast that might really empower you. And it is the Empowered Half Hour, and that's what we like to do here. So tune in. It's tea time. Welcome to another episode of the Empowered Half Hour. I am so excited to introduce you to today's guest, Stacey Shipman. So I met Stacey in a business mastermind group, and you'll hear a lot of our group members come on this podcast because each one of us has our own set of strengths, our own story, and I could not wait to get her on. She's funny. So I hope that we both tap into our humor today because I feel like it's possible. So you might laugh in this episode. (laughs) So, all right, Stacey, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Becca. And laughter is empowering, right? When we can find joy in things that don't feel so joyful, that's empowering. Yes, it is. (laughs) I love that you said that too. Empowered half hour. All right. So Stacy is an event host, MC, facilitator, singer, and writer here to remove formal protocols, stifling personalities and ideas because you can't express yourself or your genius hiding behind it. The I'm too busy data perfectionism, PowerPoints, collaborators who will get all the credit or the belief you need to have more credentials. Plus, human connection is impossible when you're acting like a robot. Isn't that true? (laughs) Boring, bland, and basic are default settings. 
but they're not the only settings. Through Stacy's stories, humor, and insights, you will drop learned behavior that never felt natural in the first place. Step out of the conventional bubble and engage clients, peers, prospects, anyone with who you really are. All right. There's so much even in just your intro that I absolutely love. But Stacy, let's get into the interview. <laughs> Tell us how you became the Stacy I just read about. What's the backstory? Oh, the backstory. So when I was thinking about this, I was like, how did I get here? And the simple answer is I did the work. Oh, that gives me goosebumps. I say that all the time. You got to uh, do the work. You got to do the work. And I've always been someone who does the work when it matters, whether it's getting my degrees, getting yoga trained, running marathons, all the things that I've done. And then in 2006, I quit a corporate job where I worked behind the scenes in market research. It was a very quiet, like by myself kind of job to start a business that was obviously more visible, client facing. And I was like, wait a minute. I have all these credentials. I've done all this other work in the past. And why do I feel foolish, unprepared, embarrassed, just like second guessing myself all over the place? Because I didn't have the skills or the confidence, quite frankly, to put myself sure. and my own ideas out into the world. And so the last 17 years since I made that shift has really been a constant evolution of doing the work, getting to different places in my life where I needed to either make a change or shift directions or something like that, most recently with the pandemic. And it's been one iteration after another of doing the work, letting go of what's not working for me and stepping more fully into what does work to become who I am. So that's like the very short. You know, so many things I loved about how you opened up, because if you really peel back some of those pieces, there's a lot of profound statements and work that went into the simplicity of what you said, even though it was 17 years of hard work. But one of the things that I'm really big about, especially as I think about a lot of the people in this audience, there's a lot of hustlers, a lot of dream chasers, a lot of goal getters. And I find that they don't stop a lot to reevaluate. And I want to double click into how you said you just pause and let go of what's no longer working, let come up what's really authentic and serving you. But how did you start doing that? And why is that important? So it sounds simplistic, but the reasons I was able to do it is I was like forced to do it. My body literally gave out on me on several occasions. Oh, wow. And it wasn't like kind of illness or hospitalization giving out. It was for me working out exercise. That was my drug Your thing. Desk, my yeah. thing that kind of built me up, gave me a false sense of confidence in a lot of ways. So I often overdid it. And on more than one occasion over the last 17 years, I had a physical breakdown while I was working out. And the first one happened, thank God, in my home gym. I work out at home. I don't have this big gym, but just a small <laughs> space. But I was working out at home. I was really tired. I had done a full day of programs and had 20 minutes before I was going out again that night. I was still teaching yoga back then mm -hmm. and teaching stress management programs. So the irony of this story is not lost on me at all. I convinced myself, just do 20 minutes, no problem, you can do this, and then keep going. And during that 20 minutes, I was doing bicep curls, I'll never forget it, looking in the mirror, watching my arms, and all of a sudden, my arm just stopped moving. And I couldn't, I had nothing left to move. And so the weights fell out of my hand onto the floor, Holy and I just collapsed in a pile on top of it. 
my first instinct was like, get back up. What are you doing? And then I was like, nope, stay here. And I like bawled my eyes out. <laughs> and I've had a couple, not exactly the same, but always during exercise where my body just gave out on me and it forced me to get curious and ask like, what are you doing to yourself? And why are you doing this to yourself? Yes. And what's a better place for you to be in? So it wasn't as simple as like, oh, I need to pause this fast, hard pressing life. It was like a literal- Kind of forced into it. That it was forced upon me. Yeah, I relate a lot. In my own story, I fell to the bathroom floor in complete exhaustion and physically fatigued, like I couldn't stand up. So different scenario, but I relate because that emotional, physical drain when it happens, especially to an empowered woman, you're like, how the hell did I end up here? Like, yeah, I said the same thing. Get up, Becca. And I'm like, nope, I'm just going to stay here and hug the tile. It's totally okay. So I love that you shared the vulnerability of that story because I think so many listeners can relate. And I think one of the things before we go into what did Stacey really have to overcome to be this version of herself I think that you can take a note and maybe pause every 90 days and just recalibrate so that you're not dropping weights, hitting the floor, working <laughs> yourself into complete exhaustion. Like none of that's fun. So that's a really powerful story. What did you have to overcome to rise and also just get to the place that you're very visible with the work that you're doing? And so I know that when I first became visible with the work that I'm doing, I actually threw up a couple of times. So... I'm very interested to see what you have to say. What, what did you have to overcome? For me, it was the visibility. I had to overcome the lack of skill and confidence, the fear really of putting myself out there. And what I realized over the years in part was that exercise was a way for me to hide. Because mm. if you think about society, right? When people would hear, oh, you exercise all the time. I wish I could do that. Like it was positively reinforced. And so it was such an easy way to hide, A, because it was an activity society says we should be doing and nobody was going to judge that in a negative way if you were the one doing it all the time. But also I felt like if I was thin, if I had like a strong exterior, people wouldn't be able to penetrate that. So it was an armor. It was a way of protecting myself from hurt and vulnerabilities. And again, that eventually had to come down. For me, that's what exercise meant back then. And what I was hiding from was me putting myself out there wow. and not wanting to be judged and stuff like that. Yeah. I relate so much to your story. I'm just staying over here like, oh my gosh, I'm very similar, but just in different ways. So I've been very career driven my whole life and on the sales side of things, but climbing the corporate ladder and doing all of that. And hiding behind my career was very easy because again, positive reinforcement. So it's tricky sometimes, you know, you as listeners, you might be identifying with whether it's exercise or your career, but are you really hiding? Yeah. It's a good question to ask yourself. That's why like in my bio, it's like we hide behind PowerPoints. These are things I believe. We hide behind PowerPoint slides. We hide behind needing more education. We hide behind... Mm -hmm. Like I said, collaborators who get all the credit, we hide behind comparing ourselves and thinking we're not good enough to put our ideas out there because someone else is doing it in a bigger, better, more energetic way. We hide behind labels, you know, introvert, engineer, coach. Oh my gosh, you're dropping so many truth bombs right now. <laughs> so there are a lot of ways that we can hide. Wow, very powerful. So climbing off that, what 
And it can come in the form of a lesson learned, a aha, or maybe there's a couple of things packed in that. But sitting at this perspective, what have you learned that you think would resonate with the audience? The biggest thing I've learned is that, and I call them formalities, but beliefs, behaviors, expectations that we have learned from others that have been put on us by others that we don't necessarily believe anymore, it weighs a ton. It's it a heavy a weight to carry. It's pressure. And when I think about like physically falling down and just other aha moments that I've had, it always feels like a weight on my back. Most recently, I gave up my business to get a job so that I could pursue more of my creative hobbies and the singing and comedy. And when I made the decision to give up my business, I felt my back. I was like, there it is. That was the weight. And for me, my business, even though when you have your own business, as you know, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners know, like you are out there, that is all you. But for me, that was still a hiding place because my dream was always to perform. This is what I've always wanted to do. I'm at my best when I can make people laugh and feel things and entertain them, not teach them, not coach them, but simply have fun with them. And that's how I best connect. And through that, I can share my story, my insights, things that I've learned, but it's in a much different way than feeling like I have to leave a program with giving them takeaways or whatever. So my business was even a way that I hid from this thing that I really, really want to do. And I'm in a cycle now of recognizing old patterns that are showing up differently and asking myself, how are you still hiding from what you really want to do and working through that again? It's a new iteration of Stacey. So that was a long answer. No, it was perfect (laughs) because I'm also thinking like, but it's so important because in my recent evolution too, coming into my own visibility or authentic self, like there's so many different words you can use for it. But as I pursued my creative passions, I realized too, like I was getting certified, you know, I'm a certified yoga instructor too, life coach, but I thought I'm like, oh, I'm finally doing the thing that I wanted to do. But then I realized that, oh, I'm still just really embracing other people's work. And which I realized was a way of me hiding. It's like, oh, I don't have to create my own. Ah. And then I knew that call, like you have that feeling inside you. And I knew I was hiding and I was like, this isn't it. I have to come out, (laughs) so to speak. (laughs) But so that's that's what I learned. It's a heavy weight to carry. It is. And I'm just going to ask, how do you feeling now that you're in this space of making others laugh and be happy? Like, how does that feel? When I'm doing it, it feels amazing. It really does feel amazing and it resonates with people. So I get feedback from them too. So it just like nothing else matters in those (sighs) moments. Even if it's one-to-one and I'm just like playing off what somebody's telling me and just riffing on jokes or coming up with silly things, that's just who I am. I am silly. (laughs) I love that. And I've recently surfaced some old pictures through the years from super young to college where I'm just like, that's me. And so I have them up in my office to remind me as I reach a milestone age, like that's who I am. And I don't have to hide that anymore. And I'm not going to hide that anymore. And people can choose to appreciate it or not. And the same goes to the work I do. I mean, I didn't give up my business and pursue this without another job. I have a day job. But I went into that interview process very similarly. Give them who I am. I'm not going to hide anything anymore. My accomplishments, my personality, the way I think, it's unconventional compared to a lot of people who 
mm-hmm. environments. They can take it or leave it, but I'm not going to conform anymore. So that took a lot of work. We see a lot. It's like, just be yourself. And it's like, what does that mean? And how do you get there? You know, that's. You have to have a desire for something different. You have to have the support of people, of mm-hmm. financially, emotionally, relationally, especially if you're in a partnership or you know, have a yeah. family, whatever your situation is. And you have to be willing to experiment and explore and change directions and rest when needed and really- Ooh, that's out. a big one too, rest when needed. A lot of people think rest is being lazy and so restorative for everything. And it takes time to get there. I used to leave for Shavasana in yoga. You know, I started yoga. I was like, I'm like, just, it's so important, I feel like, for people to really understand the things. We often see people who have come a long way, and all of us have come a long way in our own way. And we don't talk about the mess that we had to go through to get there. And I've done jokes about this in some comedy routines. And you're a yoga teacher. I'm a yoga teacher. I think sometimes that practice, the way it's been commercialized, leads us to believe that as soon as you get on your mat, you're going to have peace and Zen. And that's simply not. It's just not true. Not true. (laughs) You're going to have a mess and chaos and frustration and irritation and all the crap is going to start coming up that nobody told you was going to come up. And unless you have a really good teacher to be there and support you, which thankfully I did over the years to understand what was happening. I remember (laughs) when I first really started using yoga as my spiritual practice and everything was a hot mess in my life. This is back in like 2006, 2007, before I went down the path of getting certified. During so many savasanas, I cried and I thought there was something wrong with me. And my teacher's like, no, actually you're doing the work. Like the things are coming up, you're shifting. I'm like, oh, okay. Cause it feels really horrible right now, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. When I look back, you know, how'd you get here? It was a clearing. I had to clear all the crap. You, you have to. All the crap. And I mean, like all the crap (laughs) and that's hard. It is. So I'm going to pivot into a new question. Why are you so passionate about this topic message? What do you have to say? Why does it matter? So to me, (laughs) I have long believed that we have a human connection crisis. Ooh, that is good because we definitely do. And my desire is I really want people to feel less alone and to feel more connected to themselves, to each other, and to the work that they do in the world. Like those are the three relationships I focus on, which are big and broad. So that's why it matters. And when we hide, we often hide the best parts of ourselves. Uh. And that's how we connect. Like in my tendency, when I'm stressed, when I'm upset, when I'm angry, whatever the emotion is, is to withdraw. So for as much as I desire and crave and thrive on connection, I do the exact opposite when I'm not in a good place. And that's not helpful to me. So that's why I'm so passionate about it because we need more connection on all levels. Absolutely. Human connection. And the only way to have it is if we put ourselves out there, truly putting ourselves out there, the quirky, the funny, the sad, the vulnerable, not in a messy, disrespectful way, with boundaries, with respect to who you're talking to, with having done your own work to process so that you're not just dumping on other people. But that's why it matters to me. And when we share that part of ourselves, like the whole self, we have greater connection. We feel more belonging. We feel more inner well-being. And we have that connection that we so desperately need. 
again, I think this was one of the answers that just had so much packed into it. But one of the things that I really want to bring back to the surface for the listeners to take away is that you had said that we end up hiding the very best parts of ourselves. And it's just so true. Like in my own journey, I'm flamboyant. I'm an extrovert. I'm silly. I love rock and roll. Like I'm extra, right? That's just it. And I hid my extra Mm -hmm. for so long. And I can just say in the eye, that weight that you were talking about earlier in the interview, I could feel it. It's harder to hide yourself. It's a lot more work and effort and energy. Yeah, Yeah. it really is. So I just appreciate you for diving into that because not everyone talks about that. And I think I'm like, hell yeah, listeners, did you hear what she said? <laughs> well, Listen I, up. And I want to be really clear with people because I've had folks ask me, it's like, well, what if someone says they're an authentic jerk? And I'm like, I don't think being a jerk is authentic. That's not an authentic part of who we Fair. are. It's a part that needs to be processed. There's anger, fear, whatever. Something is going on under the surface that needs to be healed, quite frankly. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And then we can step into who we are. So I want to be really mindful when I talk about this, that it's not just showing up with all the anger, with all the frustration. The beginning of the pandemic, I had so much anger. It tapped into like, woo, a whole load of stuff I didn't even know was still there. And so I would go for runs and come home and just have so much energy about things. I'm not going to get into that, but I'd go in the backyard with my phone, hit voice recorder and just start like, and a couple of times my husband came out and he starts talking. I'm like, go back inside. Do not interrupt me. I need to get this out. And it was just like a freeing way to express all the stuff into my phone. Nobody ever heard it. I never listened to it again. I actually deleted it because I didn't need it. It just needed to come out. Right. So I think that's another part of this. There's a lot of behind the scenes work that has to be done when we talk about authenticity before we can truly step in and present and show up in that way. Yeah, totally agree. All right. So I'm going to move into one of the last questions is how can this message, that idea that we're talking about empower someone else's life? Because it is the empowered half hour. So I always like to go there. <laughs> Okay, so I actually, I was thinking about this this morning. I took some notes. So let's see what I wrote down because there was a lot in this, like how it can empower two ways, I think. One is it empowers us. And when we have the fortitude and the support that we need to drop all of these formalities, the conventions, the status quo, the things that we know at some level are not working for us, then a lot becomes easier for us personally. We can have career changes. We can take a rest when we need it. We can better express ourselves and what we need and our thoughts and ideas. And we can have better relationships with other people because we're grounded in who we are. And then the second component, I think, is when we show up in that way with brightness. Quite frankly, when we clear out all the clutter, there is a brightness to people and you can see it and feel it. And you might not be able to name it. Some people call it presence, whatever you want to call it. That energy can ripple out and impact other people negatively, (laughs) but the hope is that it impacts them positively and they start to notice and see, and they want to gravitate towards more of that bright energy. And right now the world needs more bright energy. And not that I'm saying we need to just overlook anything negative, but we need people who have the clarity and confidence to say, you know what, there's a problem. 
how can we fix it and then create the community that we need and the people we need to help solve that problem. So that's how I, I couldn't agree more. Like one of my yogi teachers used to say uplifted people uplift other people. And like you said, maybe it's just in your presence, like you're showing up, you're making people laugh, you're singing songs, like the world is so tense right now. Mm -hmm. And we need more of that soft energy, that fun energy, that light energy that you're talking about. Just in you showing up as Stacey, like you crack me up all the time. And we have our meetings at five o'clock at night, Eastern time. So I'm coming off of a work day and mm -hmm. Stacey cracks a joke and I start laughing. I'm like, it's great. <laughs> I'm like release some stress right there. So it's just like my point in even sharing that is sometimes it's just showing up as you that makes a difference in someone else's life. So I love that you shared that. Thank you. And because you said your listeners, like the high achiever, go, go, go. And like, was that person still have those tendencies? Your presence is enough. And we live in a world that's like, do, 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 do more, be more, be bigger. I say it doesn't have to be big, but stop playing safe. Like there's a difference between small and safe. So actions don't have to be big. And your presence is enough. Just being there wow. when someone needs you is enough. That's been a hard lesson. Yeah. I just got goosebumps head to toe. And we are at the bottom of the half hour too. So that couldn't be like a better closing point. I'm like, I'm not even going to say anything else because that was a mic drop moment, Stacey. You got it. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> so let's turn the focus over to you. If the listeners want to follow you and find out more about you, can you share how they can follow and find? Yeah, my website is stacyshipman.com. It's S-T-A-C-E-Y. I have a newsletter and I'm on LinkedIn, Stacey Shipman. And those are the best ways to find me right now. Ah, yay. Thank you so <laughs> much for coming on the Empowered Half Hour. I've enjoyed this so much. And again, listeners, you might even want to re-listen to this one because if you listen to what's going on behind what she's saying, it's so, so powerful. So. This concludes another episode. We'll see you next time. Well, that wraps up today's Tea Time. If you found today's episode inspiring, motivating, and empowering, after all, it is the Empowered Half Hour, Please share and spread the good vibes with other people, your friends, your family, your coworkers. I say this all the time, but in a world where there's so much gossip and low vibe talks, spreading some good vibes and some empowerment can go a long way. So I thank you for being a valued listener of the Empowered Half Hour. And like Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre once said, I'll see you in the next episode.